Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen. How's everybody doing? I'm back. I have a new dongle. Uh, yeah, I can't lie. Man. I was getting pissed off. I got this Mac, and uh, I'm bragging people. I got a Mac. But um, as much as I like technology, man, I, but I get it. I get it. All the attachments, they take away all the um, ports, and then you got to buy something else. It sucks. Long story short, the dongle that I bought, it, it went bad. Uh, whenever I would put, plug in my microphone and the the uh, camera, it would it would die. So I, I finally ordered a new one, and uh, I'm back. So there were a couple of weeks where uh, the video quality, and maybe the sound quality wasn't as great because I, I didn't have my setup. Um, you know what? I need to employ that tactical uh, saying, uh, one is... One is none and two is one. You know, that that's a big thing, especially in the uh in the military community. I'm not part of the, the uh soft community, but I know a little bit about it. And uh that's the saying for them. Two is one and one is none. And that means they always have a backup of everything. Because if you have one, you basically have nothing. Because if that goes down, you're fucked. So having two is really having one. I why did I explain that? I don't know. I'm pretty sure y'all already fucking knew that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but I'm back. And as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you for tuning in, downloading, streaming. <clears throat> However you listen to the podcast, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, I guess I'll... Uh, so tell somebody about the podcast. If you're new, if you, if you met me, if you've been introduced to me through uh, Are You Garbage or uh, YKWD, welcome. I'm Chris Allen. This is my podcast. It's not very long, about 20 minutes or so. Just talk about different things. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's serious. Sometimes I'm fucking pissed on this thing, man. Uh, this is my outlet to uh, express how I feel about things. And I try to be respectful, but I also don't want to hold back. You know, other people get to say and do what they want to do. Guess what? I'm going to I'm going to exercise that same right that everyone has. If you don't like it, too bad. Um I hate the fact that I have to have a disclaimer, but that, that's that's where we are. If you like what I talk about, welcome. If you don't, you can go fuck yourself. But welcome, <laughs> man. Um, it's been a it's been a busy few days, uh, and my it's weird. Like the week is over, but my week is kind of just getting going. But let me dive in to. Um, my milestone for those who don't know we have a soon-to-be nine-year-old son his birthday is next week he's super excited and i've been talking about this computer lately and i have everything except for the desk and um apparently i i kind of fucked up a little bit uh my man sean is a big gamer i'm not that big of a gamer anymore i got these nice two 27 inch monitor samsung's but apparently i got the one with the refresh rate that is lower. Uh, I guess right now, one, 144 hertz. That's what all the kids are going with. I got these two 75 hertz 
um, monitors. And look, I, I get it. He's he's nine. He wants to do uh, Mario and Geometry Dash, and basically just flat platforming games. He wants to build his own stuff. So graphically, I don't think it's going to be pushed as hard. And uh, I don't. He's not going to notice. Now here's the thing. I know that I'm probably going to get on this computer a lot. Um, and knowing me, I'm probably going to end up upgrading. Or this is honestly, this is probably what's going to happen. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I am probably uh, going to set this computer up and realize that this shit is super fun. I've missed it. And him and I will end up fighting over this computer. <laughs> I'm going to take it over. And I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to get impulsive and end up just getting my in my own entire setup. And my wife is going to be pissed. Um, I'm going to try to hold off and not do that. But I think once I get a first-person shooter loaded up on that bad boy, the headset's going, the sound is great, two monitors, I think it's going to be 2003 Chris all over again. I'm going to be on the net talking shit, uh, playing shooters every single day, ruining my life. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I got to say, I'm excited. He's excited. Um, I got the tower in last week and I had to test it out. I could, you know, things get damaged in shipping. And sure enough, the, the box was a little dinged up, but I, I got it out. I hooked it up to one of the monitors. It loaded up nicely. the 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 case looks great. Um, the 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 uh, it's got LEDs on the fans. It, it's just man, it, it's it's cool to see how far it's come in the time I haven't played. Like I rented a car a couple of days ago when I was up in uh, uh, Utica, and it's crazy when you when you're just driving your car all the time. I have a 2011 Toyota Prius. I mean, it's it's ten years old. Car technology has changed so much. They got Wi-Fi, all this type of shit. But it's just cool to see all the little um, upgrades they've done over the last decade with cars. Like, I didn't know they now have automatic uh, high beams. Because, you know, it's late at night or super, super early in the morning, and you got to put the high beams on, but you got to keep clicking them off when people are coming uh, in the opposite direction, you don't want to be rude and shine the light in other people's faces. This thing automatically does that. It, it obviously has some type of uh, this is about to get kind of nerdy. I was a radar uh, tech and a radar analyst uh, in my military career. Wasn't great at both, but I do know some things. You know what? I, I could have been a great technician I and a good analyst. I just didn't care. Now, looking back, I just didn't care, man. I didn't care enough. Um, but I think they have some type of millimeter wave radar in there that senses. Uh, it, it seems to have a pretty long range, too, because uh, I know I was like, what's up with these high beams? They won't come on. I kept trying to turn them on. And um, all these cars were headed the opposite direction. I was like, man, what is going on? And then the traffic that was at the other direction stopped. And all of a sudden, boom, the high beams came on. I was like, what the fuck is going on, man? And I looked at the dash and I see. Like the little light with the A, I'm like, oh my God, these are automatic fucking high beam lights. I know you're like, Chris, why are you uh, so enamored with these lights? I didn't know they had that type of technology, okay? I'm stuck in my old ways, my 2011 Toyota Prius. And uh, I was like, damn, this is pretty fucking cool. And um, 
It's making me want a new car, which I'm not going to do. But you know how, like, um, I think deep down inside, we all uh, wouldn't mind a new car unless you already have one. But there's always a car you're eyeing. There's always a car you're eyeing. And you go, you know what? I wouldn't mind having that. I wouldn't mind having that. And for some reason lately, the last week or two, I've been seeing these the new Tahoes, and I knew I could not afford a Tahoe. But I was like, man, this motherfucker looks really good. I think I might want to get one. And uh, my wife and I, we um went to pick up Miles from school the other day, and uh, she saw one. She goes, man, that's a pretty car. I was like, oh my god, I was just saying the same thing the other day. I was like, if I when I when it's time to get a new car, I think I would want to get one of those. Um, it's just a it's a nice truck, man. But I think for those who know me, the Range Rover, that's my shit. That is my shit. That's my shit. Um, I, th I think if I could have any car or cars right now, I would probably get a Range Rover uh, and a Tesla and probably a new, a brand new Prius. That's probably what I would do. If I had the money to just get a, any and every car that I, that I wanted, that was that's somewhat practical. You know, I would get that. I would get the, I would get a brand new Prius. I would get a nice Range Rover and a Tesla. Um, but if I had if I had to pick one out of the three, I would go I would go Tesla. I would go Tesla. Yeah, those, those are dope. And, and the thing is, and my wife likes the Tesla, so that would just make it a lot easier. But if I had to make a sane, sound, financially responsible. Uh, decision i would i would go with a newer prius I, I like the car it's 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 done it's done me well oh, i gotta let me say this real quick sometimes i gotta realize i need to just be more thankful and not be pissed off um i picked him up from school mon no 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 friday and i was just like man my uh low pressure tire pressure um light came on i was like what the hell's going on so we finally get back to the house and my tire is damn near flat Past the, the driver's side rear tire. And I was like, man, how, do, how, why is this happening to me? I got these, I got a gig coming up tomorrow, tomorrow night. Um, I mean, tonight, yeah, Friday night, I had, a, I had a gig. I was like, this is bullshit. This always happens to me. You know, I'm so unlucky. And then I had to stop. And I, I go, Chris, you drive, you've driven back and forth to Rochester so many times, up and down to DC countless times. I'm doing that several times this weekend, back and forth to Ohio. I go to show. I, I drive so much, and I've been so fortunate to not have any car issues on those on those drives, you know, from anything major to minor, um, and to to get a flat at home, maybe a, two miles away from my home, I shouldn't and I cannot complain about that. So, got it fixed or whatever. But man, I, I just I needed to step back for a second and just be thankful and, and not wallow in my own pity for some shit that really wasn't that big of a deal. And I was just able to take care of it. I got four new tires. I'm, I'm good to go. I'm good to go. I need to stop fucking complaining, man. I do. Especially shit like that. It could have been way worse. I could have been doing 80 down the highway somewhere and boom, blew it out or something. No, it happened while I was doing five miles an hour in my school, my son's school's parking lot, two miles away from my house. So I got to be thankful, thankful that it didn't happen uh, further away and in a more dangerous situation. So, yeah. Um, but I say all that to say, damn, I got off track. Oh, so, yeah, we got the computer. I forgot. What the fuck was I talking about? I got all the way. I get this is my ADHD. I just I just go on these tangents and I forget what, what my original point was. 
Um, man. But yeah, so I have a busy week. Um, I just got back from Utica, New York. Uh, I did my first college gig with my agent. Uh, I was up in, I went up to Mohawk Valley Community College. I had no idea how this was, was going to go. I spoke to my homegirl, uh, Mia Jackson. She's the one who hooked me up with the, well, introduced me. Introduced the agent to me, sent my stuff. This is maybe a, a couple years ago. And it, it all worked out. I signed with the agency, but this is, has been the first gig I've done. And you hear from a lot of comics that the college gigs are hell gigs. They're not fun. They're too woke. They're this, they're that. This is a small community college in like uh, central New York. I mean, there's nothing out there. I get that they have a HVAC program and you can live in the dorms. Like that's what kind of college this is. This is it's, it's uh, for people who really can't afford a university, but they want to give the kids a real college feel so you can live on campus. Because I, I really haven't heard of many community colleges that you can actually live at. Uh, this is this is one of them. And uh, I can't lie, I was super nervous. And then Mia told me a story uh, that she was there and almost got into a fight with somebody because they were acting weird. Luckily, her boyfriend was there. And this is the information that I'm going into this gig with, that she almost got into the, a fight with some of the students. And she's one of the nicest people you could ever meet. I mean, she doesn't ruffle anyone's feathers. Very funny. Even with her comedy, she's not offensive to anybody. Uh, so I'm like, if she had a rough time, I have no idea how it's going to go for me. So... It was just a long process. I have a 510 flight out of Charlottesville. I got to get up at 345. I get to the airport. I have no luggage. I'm just bringing my backpack. Uh, you got to wear a mask the whole time on the plane and in the airport. Um, easy going there. I slept on both flights. Um, I flew into Syracuse because it's, it, it was... I, there was really no airport in, in uh, Utica to fly into. I thought about flying into Rochester, where I'm from. I, I go, hey, I could see my family. I'll just, you know, stay there for a couple hours and then drive to the gig. That flight was too much. So I just flew into Syracuse and I'm like, uh, damn, I'm only about an hour and 10 minutes away from the house. My sister just had a new baby. I was like, I'm super tired. I, I uh, The night before, I had my mic here in town. I got home at 10. I think my wife and I watched the show, went to bed around midnight. So I got about three hours, three and a half hours of sleep. And I'm like, man, I'm tired. But I was like, my family's right there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm making excuses that I'm tired. I need to go. I need to go. I asked my wife, I go, hey, should I go to Rochester? She goes, yes. And I'm like, I'm like yep, this is the right thing to do. I'm not going to use the ex excuse that I'm tired. So I drive home. I surprised my brother-in-law, my sister. Uh, she was resting. So that was funny for her to wake up and see me standing in her bedroom. So, and uh, I'm glad I went. I saw my, my, my baby niece, Brooklyn. She's so tiny. She's so cute. Uh, and it's, it's funny too, because like with the cards, anything, when time passes, uh, things progress when you, when you, when you're not in that world. And, and I say that meaning when you have a baby, you're all into the baby stuff, all the latest, uh, bottle warmers, um, crib stuff, uh, walkers, strollers, bags, breast pumps, that's your world. You're looking at all this stuff. And my, my, my son, our son is nine. It's been almost a decade. It's been a decade. I don't know anything about baby technology anymore. I got a, I got, I got a little kid. And uh, she's got this cool little um, swing. 
It's got a little arm on it. The the uh, I don't even the little carriers in there, and it just it moves the baby in this this slow, methodical, uh, rhythmic circular pattern. And she was knocked out. I'm like, man, I wish we would have had something like that. We had the little uh, swing. That's the old school shit. Just the little swing you can wind up or you can plug it in the little motorized swing. I think that's out. Now you got the you got the little elliptical for the baby now. And all this cool stuff. So that was that was cool to see. I I, I run to the uh, over to the house, and I tried to surprise my mom. But my mom has a daycare. The kids were in the driveway playing. My my uh, sister's other daughter, my niece Madison, was there. She was like Uncle Chris. So my mom heard that. She came running to the front. My aunt was on the porch. They came running out. It was nice to see them. I saw my dad. We sat out on the back patio for a while. We talked. Um. My grandmother isn't doing well, and I would have really liked to go see her. But uh, with all the COVID shit going on, I wasn't able to get into the hospital. They have very limited uh, hospital hours. We tried to call, but they wouldn't let me go see her. Um, that's one thing that sucks about being retired, because I used to try to I used to pull that military card all the time and people would just melt. Hey, my son's in the military. He just came home on leave. But he's you know, he's here for two days. He surprised us. And people are always willing to go. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, we'll make that work. But. I'm no longer in uniform, so I'm just a regular schmuck now. No, no one cares, and I, I don't get that special treatment. But I, I, I really, um, I'm glad I went. I got to see them, even though it wasn't for very long. It was just nice to, to sit out on the back deck, see the family, see the house, uh, see my hometown, drive around for for a minute, and uh, just see that you know life just goes on, man. It's just like we we get caught up in our uh, you know, routines and stuff. And we kind of forget, like, you know, the world keeps on moving, especially with a surprise pop in. You just kind of see like, oh, yeah, people are just people are just are just living, man. Stuff is still going. My neighbor Joe was taking his recyclables out. I'm like, yeah, man, it's just like life goes on everywhere, man. Um, I know that sounds weird, but that's just stuff that I think about all the time. Like, man, what's what's this person doing? What's this person doing? But like, you travel, you go places and, and you leave there and it's almost like it, it doesn't exist. You know, it, it's almost like it, it's not, it, it's out of sight, out of mind. Like right now there's thousands of people walking around the streets of New York city. You know, there's a, there's a guy who was a MTS who's just, or a construction worker right now. He is sitting on one of those trains with his lunch pail, he's got his uh his helmet in his hand, and he's just scrolling through social media. There's some random guy I do who I don't know. I'm weird. I, I think about all that shit, man. That, I think that's what I love about New York City, man. Because I have eighty, my ADHD is just on a hundred all the time. It's just so much going on. I, I just love just people watching. The horns are honking. It's just it's sensory overload, but for some reason it calms me. And I love just people watching. I go, I wonder what this person does, especially in New York. When you're walking around like the Upper East Side or Upper West Side, Central Park, and you, you'll see some like eccentric looking person that she's got a little dog and some big red glasses and a weird hat. You go, I wonder who that lady is. Is she a designer or what does she do? Is, was she a dancer or one that one time? Did, was she an, an actor? Like, did she do anything cool? Uh, you know, just I, I think about it all, all the time, man. I just just walking by these people, even when I see uh, homeless people or just people down on their luck, I go, I'll just think like, what happened? Like, how do we get here? Like, how did you end up doing this? You know? 
I think about that kind of shit a lot. And again, you see, boom, just another tangent, just off to nowhere. <laughs> but I digress. 345, get up, get to the airport, you know, flight there. Uh, the trip there was 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 pretty easy. Staying at the Doubletree. I love that hotel chain. Uh, beautiful building built in 1912. It was like a really high vaulted ceilings, huge chandeliers. I mean, just very ornate, man. It's just like, I hate when they say they don't build things like that anymore. They don't. It's just a, a style that is, it's just right now. It's just not, it's not, the, it's not the style. It's not like people just don't have the skill anymore. If anything, we build, I think we build shit better now. It's better technology, but um, it's a beautiful building. Uh, I wanted to get some local food, but it, I was just pressed for time. I ended up eating at the hotel, good food, but I, I didn't eat much. I was just so nervous. I get there. It's this big cafeteria and, it, and eventually it fills up and it just does not go well. I'll say that I had to do 50 to 60 minutes. Um, I tried crowd work. I tried a Q&A section. I tried at, advice asking, like, what do y'all want to know about being an adult? I mean, it's just they were all 18 years old. The oldest person at the show was 20 years old. And uh, they were like, do some jokes. We came here for jokes. I tried jokes and they would go, where's the joke? I go, that was the joke. It's like you don't get jokes about having kids, wiping kids asses or uh, just stuff like that. It's just like, I mean. They were closer to my son's age than mine. You know, I, I gave it a shot. I'd get my pro game, my pro trans stuff. And they were still like, ah, we don't really get it. It's not that funny. And it does hurt because you go, I do this shit in clubs all the time. What the fuck am I doing wrong? It makes you feel like you don't know what you're doing. And sometimes you just got to realize like, hey, you know what? This group of people, not my, not my audience. N at least not in this environment. I had also do the show in a mask. So where I'm doing bits in, in, in the comedy, it invokes a lot of different emotions. Some jokes are angry. Some jokes are silly. Some jokes are, uh, you know, uh, just about different things. Everything has a, a tone to it. But ultimately, it's all supposed to be funny. But your face plays a lot into that. And when people can't see you joking or that you're smiling or your facial expressions, when you're doing dark material, it can be weird. Um so I, I got through it. I can't say it was horrible the entire time, but I didn't enjoy myself for most of it. I felt like it did not represent what I could do as a, uh, as a comic comedically. Uh, it's just, I tried, Oh, look at, I saw one black dude in there. He had a no haircut. And I was like, Oh, you must be the anime nerd. They laughed, but they were kind of like, Oh geez, what's wrong with anime? Why are you making fun of this guy? And, you know, it's just a different generation. I, I kind of came into their space. There was no opener. It was it was tough. It was real. I can't lie. It was tough. Probably one of the toughest gigs, not the toughest, but one of the tougher gigs. Uh, and I will say it could have went way worse. They were nice. No one booed. No one. It, it, it didn't get out of hand. Uh, I kept it afloat as as best as I can. But I broke the 50 minute mark. And I was just like, hey, look, I'm done. Thanks to y'all for coming. Sorry, it wasn't better. Shook the lady's hand for having me, and I got the fuck out of there. Came back to the hotel, watched some Dave, went to sleep, and got up again at 3.45. So that's two, three, 45 days in a row. <laughs> Man. And I let me tell you this. Getting up at 3.45 for a couple of days in a row, uh, it makes 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock seem like getting up at 11. Um, so I get up. It's a, about a 50-minute drive from Utica to the airport. And uh, I always have so much anxiety when I travel. And it turns out it was everything was fine. 
I have my TSA pre-check, no hiccups, you know, no issues with anybody. And let me say this. These black flight attendants ain't playing. You see all these uh, flight attendants getting pushed, uh, punched and cussed out. The black women on our flights, they're like, we ain't playing none of that shit. Sit your ass down. Shut the fuck up. Put your mask on and listen to our goddamn instructions. No issues with anybody. But I'm pretty sure we'll be seeing the news. Those are very those those cases are few and far between. I would say most people are pretty reasonable on either side. Most people are pretty reasonable about um, when it comes to traveling and, and wearing the mask. It's like you, you you bought the ticket, you read all the shit, you know what you're supposed to do. Shouldn't be a fucking argument. But um, that was a rough one. I will say it was a rough one. It, it was lonely, and I, I can't I can't lie. I I was doubting myself as a comic after that show. So, my friend Adrian Epelusa, she was right. She goes, "College gig sucks," and you will question yourself when it's over and done with. And sure enough, I did. And you know what? You win some, you lose some. I did my time, and I have to tell myself it could have went way worse. It was a run out the clock situation. I got in, got out, get the money and get home. And uh, yeah, so I'm back. Real quick trip, man. But man, it was uh, it was stressful. It was long, a lot of driving. And uh, it was a learning experience. It definitely was a learning experience. Um, I meant to meant, uh, I meant to bring this up last week, but I finally got a bunch of listens in. Uh, this is a hard turn. I'm, I'm going to music. I love the new Drake album, uh, Certified Lover Boy. I, I, I'm a stan. I'm a huge fan. D D Drake rarely, if at all, misses. Uh, I will say there's, there's a few tracks here and there, but I can't think of many tracks that are on his actual albums that I don't like, that I skip. I To be honest, out of all of his albums, I really can't think of any off the top of my head. Maybe because I don't listen to them, I just don't know. Um. But Certified Lover Boy is a certified uh, dope-ass album. I listen to Donda as well. I like Kanye West. I'm not uh, as big as of a Kanye, Fest, Kanye, uh, Kanye West fan as a lot of people, but I do think Kanye is great. But Donda, not into it, man. I, I did, I, I'm not a fan of all the weird uh, shit leading up to it, these concerts he was doing and dressing weird in the tactical vest. And the, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like a lot of people like that shit because they he's so eccentric and weird and and a fucking lunatic uh i think there are certain people that pretend to like it more so they seem like they they know more about art or some shit like that i don't know like there's a weird in crowd like i, I don't know it's just people like oh the marketing was genius it was to me it was a bunch of bullshit man a bunch of bullshit that some weirdo guy was doing and people want to seem like they're into all this weird shit and i don't even think kanye knows what the fuck he's doing half the time man so and i'm not a big fan of uh rapping about god <laughs> now if you're gonna do gospel rap do gospel rap i'm just i'm just not into I'm, I'm not into the rap that teeters on on both sides of it and i'm pretty sure somebody could say well drake should either sing or rap and stop trying to do all the tough shit I get it. We all have things that we like and we don't like. And for me, when it comes to music, I'm not really a big like gospel rap kind of guy. Like I, I think Chance the Rapper is great, but 
a lot of it sounds like gospel and it's just this is not something I'm, I'm into but he's very talented but it's not something i can listen to all the time it's just uh i can't do it not my thing um I also just watched the new Matrix Resurrections trailer, and I got to say, pretty fucking dope. I didn't know what to expect. I got to also be honest, I had no idea Keanu Reeves was going to be in it. I thought this was like a total reboot. Like, we're we're doing this again. Like, we're shooting the Matrix again, and then we're going to do a trilogy. But no, this is actually an actual continuation, and uh, it looks really fucking dope. I can't lie to y'all, man. It looks dope. Um I remember when the Matrix first came out, it was visually stunning. It actually, it actually changed cinema in my mind. I'm not a cinephile. I don't know directors. I don't know cameramen. I'm I'm not one of these guys that knows a lot of shit about Hollywood and movie making and all that kind of stuff. But I will say that is something I, I definitely noticed in movies. The Matrix revolutionized action movies, the way they would uh, they were swinging the camera camera around, all the slow motion stuff. The um the super zoom on the bullets, all that kind of stuff. That was all so new, so cool. You know, just all these multi-angle shots and just the stunts, the fighting choreography was just dope. And just from that trailer, you it looks amazing. So I don't know what the story, if the, if that's gonna be tight, because I feel like as the Matrix went on, the story kind of got more wonky. Uh, and at that time, too, people really weren't as computer savvy as they were as they are now. And I think at some points they tried to do a little too much like uh, computer lingo. And I think they lost people They're like, oh, the program needs to be, lead, be needs to be deleted. And this program is just like people are like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? Um, so I think they might have been feeling themselves with that writing a little bit too much at times. It kind of lost people. But it's going to be interesting to see. um uh, what the story is and I'm looking forward to actually going back and watching uh, the trilogy again. Oddly enough, I started to do that uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago. So maybe that was something subconscious. I didn't, uh, um, I wasn't aware of uh, that made me want to start watching it because I knew that they were rebooting this, but I had no idea until I had no idea until yesterday that this trailer was coming out. So I watched it. Looks great. I'm excited. I'm going to go back, watch the other three movies. Um, another trailer for Many Saints of Newark came out. It looks, it also looks amazing. October first is that release date. I cannot wait. Uh, they're doing the premiere in New York. I want to say the Beacon, the Beacon Theater. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. It's supposed to be September twenty second. Unfortunately, there's a lot going on here at home, and I can't go. I, but when I first saw that, I was like, I'm definitely going to this movie premiere. I have to go. But uh, won't be able to go. I'm looking forward to seeing it. It, it looks great. Um. Oh, let me talk about this. Since we're we're, we're talking Sopranos, HBO uh, is uh, it is a it was a sad day a couple days ago. Uh, Michael K. Williams passed away for, of an apparent uh, drug overdose. Uh, if you're not aware of, of who he is or was, he played Omar on The Wire. He also played Chalky White and um, Boardwalk Empire, and he played you know characters in in, in various other roles. Um, again, I'm a huge fans of actors and stuff like that, but I'm not one to like really follow up in their personal lives and watch every single thing that they do. But the stuff that he was in, I absolutely loved. Um, uh, how do I say this without sounding weird or, or just, um, stupid, but he was the first 
that I can remember in my mind. I, I can't think of anybody, anybody else. But he was the first like black, tough, gay character that I can remember being on TV. And I'm pretty sure someone go, well, they had this guy, this guy. But I mean, I, I, obviously, I didn't grow up in Baltimore. I didn't grow up in the projects, but I grew up in the inner city. I grew up around uh, people like those people in the wire, like the people in the wire. I, I grew up around that, adjacent to that. So I, I knew that world to a degree. And uh, that I've growing up, I had heard stories of like, quote unquote, gay thugs. And I was like, that blew my mind being 16, 17 years old. And the concept of a tough gay guy, I was like, that's really a thing. You know, th that's just how ignorant I was. That's how I grew up and seeing it on film uh, was odd to me. Uh, and if I'm being honest, when I was very, when I was young, when I first watched the show, it was uncomfortable because I just, I had never seen it before. And, uh, but I grew, um, a, an appreciation for the character over the years as I matured and I learned more about the world. And, uh, I've since then gone back and watched the wire, um, a couple of times over the years. And, uh, looking back, man, it's just, that was, that was huge for TV. It was huge for black, uh, black actors i think it was i think it was huge for hollywood to have a character like omar here he is in this in this super masculine hyper masculine world very violent world you know that is perceived as being uh super straight super heterosexual how could a gay man be involved in such violent um activity and crimes now think hearing that said said out loud is absolutely ridiculous but at the time a lot of people just didn't experience that. Again, if you grew up in that environment, you heard the rumors, but you a lot of us never saw anything. You just heard rumors. So to put a face to it, even though it was, it was fictitious, that rang true for a lot of people who actually lived in those environments. They go, damn, this shit is real. And uh, he was just, to me, he, just, he was a brilliant actor, man. And his look was so unique. Because you, you you think Hollywood, you go you you gotta look a certain way, and he did not fit the typical Hollywood look. The scar on his face, a dark skinned guy. Um, just looking back, man, that guy, man, to 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 get where he was, um, with with the life that he had, you know, to have to overcome his look, and he said there were a lot of personal demons that he had to overcome to really become a successful actor. And uh, it's just it's just sad to see uh, that happen. And um, I, I, I just, you know, I, I can't speak to someone's addiction. And it, it is very easy for people to go, just stop taking drugs. When someone's addicted, they're addicted, you know. And uh, we would like that to, for that to happen, for people just to just stop. But that's not how shit really works, man. Uh, and uh, um, unfortunately, he got a hold of something bad and uh, he, he lost his life. I want to say he was 54 years old. Um, but uh, he was a special talent and uh, he really had an impact on me as someone who uh, eventually decided to uh, take a swing at, at, um, at uh, having a career in entertainment. You know, I never really thought about being an actor, but he is somebody that I was like, man, maybe I could be an actor. This guy was, he was so good, just so fucking good at what he did. And it's, it's just sad to see, uh, you know, a, such a, a talented person uh, lose their life at, at at a young age. I mean, of, of course, he's 13 years older than me, but 54 is not very, not very old. 
And it, it put it in perspective to me, but for me being 41, you know, because in, in comedy years, that's pretty fucking old. But as far as life goes, that's that's not old at all. At all, because I go forty one, man, it's almost over. But then I go, he was fifty four. That's thirteen years older than me. Thirteen years is a long time. That's a long time. And thirteen, my son will be twenty one in thirteen years. Twenty two. Sorry, I can't do simple math anymore. Um, but uh, he was a special talent. Uh, I think he 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 opened people's eyes to, um, especially with his character in the wire, to a, a world that most people didn't know exists or had heard rumors existed, and um, shed light on that. And I think he he was he was great. I mean, again, this guy, you, you're watching the wire, and these are like the these are the toughest guys, and here they here is this gay character. When he shows up, they all fucking run. And I know, listen to this now, you go, what's the big deal? But when this shit came out, you got to realize how powerful that was. And it's not like they revealed that first. You got this, they introduced you to all these tough drug dealers, dude. They're running from the cops, they're shooting, they're killing. And then here comes Omar. Omar coming and people are fucking running. And you're like, damn, who was this dude? And then like a couple of scenes later, he's gay. You're like, what the fuck? It blew, it blew your mind. It, it was mind blowing, mind blowing thing, man. It's uh, I, I gotta say that it, it really affected me uh, when I when I saw that, man. It's just like him and Kobe Bryant, two of my favorite uh, entertainers, and uh, I will never get to meet them. So rest in peace to Michael K. Williams. Um, thank you, Mohawk Valley, for having me. I, I tried. I'm at the Improv this weekend with Adrian Appaloosa. My man Winston Hodges is MCN. It should be a fun weekend. She's one of my favorite comics to work with. Um, I think I told you guys already. I my some of my jokes did get picked up for XM Radio, so you can uh, tweet to them at XM Comedy or like XM Serious XM Radio. If you tweet to them, hey, I want to hear some Chris Allen comedy on LOL and and our Raw Dog. Hey, let them let them hear it. I, I need I need the spins. I need the plays. Get that get that money up. Uh, get the uh, get the listens up to the album. If you haven't listened to it yet, check it out. Off script, it's on all streaming platforms. Follow me on social media at Chris Allen, Allen Comedy. Go, go like and subscribe to my YouTube page. I got these going up. I got other podcasts. I'm, I'm working on getting some clips up there. Um, and uh, I like to announce too. Right now, November 19th, I'm going to be shooting a crowd work special at the Southern. More info to follow. I'm excited about that. My man, Glenn Lawrence, will be producing it. And um, I feel like crowd work is my, my strong suit. I've always wanted to do a crowd work special, and I'm glad to be finally doing it. So keep an eye out for more information about that. But uh, there's the show. That's the show. Sorry about missing the week before. That's why I'm giving you a nice 40-minute app to make it for the time that I missed. Uh, with that being said, you guys have a great week. Uh, I'll be in D.C. all weekend, like I said, with two of my good friends and two people that I respect and love working with in comedy. I'm looking forward to it. You guys have a great and safe weekend. Love each other. Don't be a piece of shit. And uh, I'll see y'all later. Peace.